This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Micro, a podcast for short but powerful writing. I'm your host, Drew Hawkins. Thank you for tuning in to our Juneteenth Meets Pride special. Each of the pieces in this episode were hand-chosen by guest curator Nayir Ransom. And here's Nayir to introduce the show and talk a little bit more about the pieces they chose. Enjoy. My name is Nayir Ransom, and I had the pleasure of being the guest reader for this episode. There are plenty of Black LGBTQIA writers creating amazing work, and I'm glad that I had the opportunity to help amplify a few of those voices. I'm grateful for all the writers who submitted, and I want to give a special thank you to Drew for reaching out to me and Dee for creating the promotional materials. And last but not least, I greatly appreciate all of you for listening. If any of these pieces resonate with you, I encourage you to reach out to the artist and support their work. Without any further shenanigans, please enjoy this special episode of Micro Podcast. Thank you so much, Nayir. It was an honor and a pleasure working with you on this one. In this first piece, written in the form of a glossary, the turn is both surprising and impactful, resonating long after the reading ends. It's called Glossary Juneteenth. It was written by Eric Francis and published by Linden Avenue Literary Journal on June 9, 2020. Enjoy. Juneteenth. June 19th. 1865. Juneteenth. Etymology, 19th century African-American vernacular expression Ave Juneteenth. Emancipation, reclamation, Juneteenth. A pride parade. The first game of telephone before the first telephone. The last time they gave us horses. A tenth of a score and six months ago. A deferred dream of 40 acres and a mule. Juneteenth. La Amistad. Juneteenth. Frederick Douglass's What to the Slave is the Fourth of July. The blackest time of the year in Galveston, in Denver, in Minneapolis, in Tulsa. Juneteenth. The cookout kickback meetup after the scatter. Juneteenth. Barbecue pit turkey legs and chicken wings. Watermelon, beef and bean patties. Juneteenth. Red soda water. Purple drink. Sweet tea. Lemonade. Juneteenth. Portmanteau drenched in sweat. 
Black Southern Diaspora Holy Day Black Western Holiday Juneteenth Negro Sunshine Summer Solstice Juneteenth Resurrection City's Funeral Reception Juneteenth Always a Birthday in Gemini An Unfinished Novel Juneteenth A Freudian Slip of the Tongue Juneteenth A Jaw Cringing Clenched Juneteenth A Smile Persistently Yellowed From the Sun a mouthful of distrust of police, of dentists, Juneteenth, a tooth for a tooth and nail, teeth cutting trial and error, Juneteenth, dental, surgeon, general, order number three, Juneteenth, conversations among the teeth gaps of Angela Davis, of James Baldwin, of Malcolm X, the Robert T. Freeman Society's annual soiree, Juneteenth. Ida Gray Green Tea Home Remedies, Vengeance for Washington's Dentures, Wishes Tucked Under the Pillow for Universal Health Insurance, Juneteenth, A Grilled Grin, Flossed and Dripping, Fossilized Evidence of Ancestral Wisdom and Oral Tradition, Juneteenth, To Remove the Cavities, the Braces, To Brush Daily with Death, To Remain Anxious about Whiteness, To Bite the Bullet, the time, not the tongue, not the dust, June teeth, to bite and chew and chew and chew. Eric Francis is a queer black Latinx poet and teaching artist born and based in Denver, Colorado. You can find them on Twitter and Instagram at Phantom Poet, and you can find additional links to their work at Linktree slash Eric. Up next is a piece intersecting the space between longing and love, memory and emptiness. It's called Open Shut. It was written by Aaliyah White and published by Airy Journal. Enjoy. Open Shut by Aaliyah White I opened my eyes and nothing was there. The warmth that had once encompassed my body was now replaced with a threatening chill. My vision was blurred by what I could only call a blank space, an emptiness so ominous that I found myself unable to move, afraid that I might get swallowed up by its dark weight. This place that I was in, the unfamiliarity, the briskness, the rough edge of the atmosphere surrounding me, was unbearable. Not because I could feel my throat closing in on itself, not because my eyes burned with every blink and flutter of a lash, nor because I could no longer cry out as I often did in the darkness of the night. That pain I could handle. That pain was a friend of mine. This place, this world, this space was unbearable because she wasn't here. She was there and I was here. There was nothing more torturous Nothing as agonizing as that fact, as it rang in my ears like the seemingly endless echo trapped in a cave. I closed my eyes in a desperate attempt to go back, 
to take myself back to the sinful bliss I felt when I was with her. My eyes closed and the blank space that surrounded me was replaced with darkness, absolute and thick. Then, silence. I squeezed my eyes shut as hard as I could to get her back to see her again. I thought of her smile, her contagious laugh that always made my heart beat faster and my head throb louder. I imagined staring into her deep brown eyes that told a story her soul never dared to whisper. I forced my ears to hear her voice, the one that soothed my pulse and sang to me on nights when the same blank space threatened to drown me. I shut my eyes even harder, desperately trying to see her again, hear her again, feel her again. And suddenly, the darkness that had me in its deadly grasp faded into light, as if disintegrating under the pressures of a rising heat. A dim ray of light. It grew brighter and brighter, like a light bulb warming up. Then, there she was, staring right at me. The brown of her eyes connected with the honey of mine, like the warmth of the sun connects with human skin. Her kinky brown curls fell beside her face. Her smile was as soft as I remembered it. The previously dull gray room that enclosed me was now a warm peach color. There she was, positioned above me, as I lay face up on the bed. She hovered above me, smiling, staring. It was perfect. She was perfect. Sophia, I breathed excitedly. She smiled brightly at me, showing off her white teeth. I miss you, I continued. She lifted her right hand from where it was resting beside my chest and placed it gently on my cheek. She rubbed her thumb along the side of my face and continued to look directly into my eyes, her smile unrelenting. Is this real? Are you really here? She nodded and her hair tickled my ear. Her thumb continued to caress me, its ridges hugging my skin. Say something. I needed to hear her voice to know that this was real, to be sure of her presence but she didn't speak. She cocked her head ever so slightly to the side and furrowed her eyebrows in confusion. I smiled to reassure her that it was okay to speak, but again, she didn't say a word. Her thumb pressed harder into my cheek, and then I noticed something. Safia had poor circulation for as long as I had known her. The blood in her body never reached her hands or feet, which made them cold to the touch. As she rubbed her thumb against my cheek, I couldn't feel anything. There was no chill from her fingers, no heat either, just a pressure. Sophia, I said wearily, what's wrong? No words escaped, no movement trickled, no heartbeat shook beside my own. Sophia, as the panic rose in me, the pressure of her thumb on my cheek loosened so that it went from a caress to a tickle. I grabbed the hand that rested on my face, but where her hand should have been, there was nothing. Nothing. She was gone. Those eyes, the ones that never failed to enchant, that smile. 
the weight of her body on mine. And as the light began to fade and recede back into the darkness, I caught a glimpse of a silhouette, if only for a second. Just like that, everything was blank. I opened my eyes and nothing was there. Aaliyah White is a current college student majoring in biology with the hopes of making a wave or at least a ripple in this world with both her scientific brain and her creative mind. You can find her on Twitter at BermanTheGayang. Our final poem is brief, with each word pulling weight each line an incredible new interpretation of connection and divide. It's called Love Poem Negative One, Chicago CST to Bangalore GMT plus 530. It was written by Kemi Alibi and originally published in American Poets Magazine, Volume 60. Enjoy. Then love was a phone ding's dopamine thimble instead of revolution, our green and singing world. My day your night, your day my husking, skin to bark to sap rot. No pixels, no disembodied voice teched towards me, reassembled you here. Both feet missing, inner ears gone, top of your head merely suspect. Each eye's prism flattened. The geometry of your chest lost math. The god weld between us taffied. Split back to word and light. It's reconfigured data. Your slick hologram. My dearest friend who refused to touch me. Kemi Alibi is the author of Against Heaven, forthcoming from Grey Wolf Press in April 2022, and was selected by Claudia Rankine as the winner of the Academy of American Poets' first book award. You can find them on Twitter and Instagram at Kemi Alibi, or on their website at kemialibi.com. This episode of Micro is guest curated by Nayir Ransom and produced and hosted by me, Drew Hawkins. Our theme song is by Matt Ordez. You can find all the information about this episode's poets and writers, their featured work, and the publications where they were published, as well as a transcription of this episode in the show notes. Subscribe to the show on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and check out some of our other episodes. We're also now on YouTube, so if you need subtitles, check us out there. And of course, you can always find our shows at micropodcast.org, and you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Podcast Micro. Thanks for listening. And happy Juneteenth and happy Pride.